Hey everybody, it's Michael Martin. Thank you for being here. So, you know, with the markets being where they are, everyone's got an opinion now about what's going to happen. You have to remember that that is just narrative and marketing. It really doesn't tie into risk management unless they're talking about specific position sizes, entries and exits. And so be careful not to get caught up in the narrative of wanting to believe stuff because you cannot delegate your risk management to some prognosticator or carnival barker, uh, you know, whether it's some famous person or not, whether they're on TV or not. At the end of the day, you have to eat your own cooking. You have to find your own names, do your own research, all right? I have plenty of friends who have big newsletter programs and this and that, but at the end of the day, if you're looking at that for idea generation because they can cover and cast a wider net, I understand that. But when it comes down to the dollars and cents, that's on you. And having too many conversations with folks who are saying like, well, so-and-so says this, and it's irrelevant. It is absolutely irrelevant what other people think about what should be in your portfolio. That's up to you. How much and when to get in and when to get out, that's also on you. So if you found yourself stuck, you might be at a bit of a crossroads there to kind of learn what it is that you need to learn. First part is to learn about yourself. What do you want the money to do for you, right? Or what is it not doing for you that you need it to do for you? And I don't mean you don't need your account balance to go up. I'm talking about what's the purpose of the money? Because acquiring the funds in and of itself is kind of banal. You know, what's the purpose of it, right? So I remember every generation has its version of, uh, of somebody who's a prognosticator that for some reason has caught the eye and the attention of the media. Back in the late 80s, in and around, you know, when I started, the market crashed. And so anyone who was short the market or had talked about dislocation, portfolio insurance, this and that, you know, built a name for themselves. And there's plenty of people who you know, obviously, if you studied your history, who, um, you know, were short one way or the other. They were short options. They were short futures. They could be short cash. There's a whole bunch of ways they could have done it. Those stories are so widely well known, this really makes no sense to get into it. But a lot of the folks, especially in, say, the first two Market Wizards books, they were short, made a bunch of money on one day, had great months, had great years. Then you had the folks who weren't necessarily managing the money, but they were making, you know, adjustments called the market crash, like Elaine Garzarelli, for example. And after that, you know, they didn't, their their predictive value on things was kind of shown to everybody on a much wider level. And it's not to put a dig on anybody, but sometimes people are smart, people are lucky, they're in the right place at the right time. Sometimes they're saying stuff that's so obvious to everybody else. But to the general retail public, it comes as a big surprise because they don't really know. Then we go into like the start of financial news. There was CNN, FN. There was obviously CNBC, and then you had a whole host of people who were coming on the show, old shows that used to mean a lot that don't exist anymore, right? You had Cudlow and Kramer. You had, obviously, before Kramer, you had Dan Dorfman, just one man's opinion, right? So every generation, you know, has this person who steps up. Now we're into not necessarily people, but new places like the subreddits and at the end of the day 
what you come to understand after 30, 40, 50 years of experience is that a lot of things don't necessarily change, just the characters, right? And so, again, separate the narrative from risk management and uh, make sure that you know why you do what you do. What does it mean to you? I can't buy or sell anything because someone else says so. You got to get, in my opinion, that's something that you should evolve to if you're not already there. Because it's very empowering to tie in your goals with your behavior. Because your behavior predicts where you end up in life. So if you're taking ideas or solicitations from people on TV or subscription services, my opinion is you're going to get the results that that brings you. You're going to be all over the place. Sometimes you'll do well, sometimes you won't. And my guess is that you're going to do well when the markets are good, but that's random, and you would do well if you threw darts, you see? Now, you know, analysis is very interesting because it can open your head and help you do better analysis. If that's what you're using for it, then I would say that's a good start. But ultimately, you need to turn this thing into your own, right? You know, because your process really defines your behavior. Your behavior predicts where you end up in life in everything that you do. So when you tie your behavior into an important financial goal and a personal goal, you know, now you're really starting to warm up the engine because everything that you do will come with intention. But the moral of the story today is to be careful about delegating that to other people because you want to believe in their choice of words, in their narrative. Because they're very clever, right? These are people who have ideas. They also have professional writing teams whose job it is is to come up with stuff that sounds good because they need to get traction in social media to get it shared because most of them are in the business of gathering assets. Their job is to get assets to open up new accounts. It's not necessarily to create alpha, which is what you want to do. So look at things for what they are and realize what everyone's agenda is. You know, the narrative is marketing, right? We know no matter what, whatever hat the person's wearing, that prediction is kind of a folly. People love to do it. I predict this. Things change. You can't run your risk management on someone else's prediction. You see? It has to start with you and end with you. It's a paradigm of personal responsibility. And I think the sooner a person comes to do that, they start to take control. And that means better risk management. You can't buy something. I mean, you can do whatever you want, right? But I feel if you're looking at ideas or newsletters or websites or subreddits, those are just data sources. And a data source in and of itself is not a trading edge. And you only want to put risk on is when you can express what your edge is. Now, if you don't know what your edge is yet, that's okay too. But now at least you know that you need one. And I think anyone who is a day trader to a long-term trend follower and everything in between is they, and they're successful, is that they have developed an edge that's suitable for them. It's something that's compatible with their makeup and what they know and what they feel. Because trading psychology and emotional intelligence are a huge part of managing risk. And when you can put that all together and it starts to work, it's like one and one equals four. So the sooner you get to that spot where you don't have to rely on other people's opinions or other people's narratives, you put yourself in a much better and much stronger spot to become your own person, which to me is the hallmark of good risk management. The type of market that we're in shines a sh uh, puts things in sharp relief that that's where you want to be. 
because I think people are frustrated and they want to hear encouraging voice like they would from a rabbi or a pastor or somebody at a church is they want to know that they're going to be okay. They're going to want to know that things are going to work out and that can be uplifting and that can feel good. But at the end of the day, the only thing that you can trust is the price, not someone's narrative, right? And if the price depreciates while you own something, you have to have a spot in mind where you're going to jettison that, that out of your portfolio because there's no narrative that's going to lift the tide. If prices are going down, they're going down. And it's very easy to get sucked into narrative because you want to believe, but you can't drop your guard. And that's the hard part of this is that if you surrender at that point, you're going to get very, very random results because none of it's really going to be based upon your own actions. It's going to be your taking other people's ideas and putting those to work. And that's not really a system. It's a hodgepodge, right? So that's the thought for the day is to keep focusing on striving on becoming an independent thinker because that's the beginning of really good risk management. If you don't already have those aspects in place, if you want to learn them, reach out. Happy to point you in the right direction, help you with that. If you're new to the show and you haven't already gotten a copy, you're welcome to download the audiobook version of Inner Voice of Trading for free. It's at Martin Chronicle. Go to the top right corner. And it's free. It's on me. I hope you get a lot out of it. And that's all I have. I wish you a good rest of your day, and I'll see you tomorrow.